Hey, great friends. What's happening today is Wednesday. It is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And before we get started on today's show, for everybody that's listening on audio podcast and for everybody that's watching on YouTube, just want to mention a few of our great sponsors. And by the way, um, we will have an announcement. I'm going to say at the early part of next week about a brand new partner that is a big name brand in San Diego. And you're all going to want to participate in this one. And we're all going to succeed in this together. So I'll get to that coming up. But in the meantime, let me mention the partners that make it all happen for us right now. Seven Mile Casino. Their website is 7milecasino.com. The QR code is right here. I always tell you every day, man, you want to play blackjack and poker and other table games. You want to have a great meal, easy to get to. Parking's easy. It's free. Um, you know, there, there's no smoking. I mean, all the benefits of playing at 7 Mile Casino. Because listen, you could schlep 30 miles east into East County. But the problem is, is when you get there, you're going to have this mega hotel casino. You're not there for the hotel. You're not there for a show. You're not there for a buffet. You're not there for a pool scene. You're there to play, you know, and, and that's what you do at Seven Mile Casino. As you play, you have great food, no smoking, and it's super convenient. Only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com, and the QR code is right here. Uh, let me talk about prize picks for a minute. Now, I just sucked last night on prize picks. I was horrible, and I listened to Browner's advice on the players uh, on the Detroit Pistons that were going to have big games. And it may have been some of your advice, too. Um, Snaker. In League of Legends, crushed it. Went way over eight and a half kills, crushed it. Chet Holmgren, only 13 points when he needed to get to more than 15 and a half points. Last night I was watching that Oklahoma City-Orlando game. I don't care about that game, but I had a prize picks play, so I did. Cade Cunningham for Detroit and Jalen Duran from Detroit. Neither of those guys succeeded for me. And even the greatest dart guy, um, I'm still having to wait for him because the dart guy, I actually uh, played him and it's tomorrow. So I did not do well last night on my prize picks. And I've gotten a lot of you guys to send me your prize picks on Twitter. Keep sending them because you guys seem to be crushing and I'm not doing so well. Go to their app, download their app, prize picks. And then when you're there, use our code, great friends. That's the code, great friends, to get a first time deposit match. You put in 100, they put in 100. You put in 50, they put in 50. And let's get going here on basketball season on prize picks. All right, let me mention somebody else. These guys right here, Athletic Greens, AG1. I mention this to you all the time. You know, I worked out hard this morning. Like I really did. I put in a really, really good effort. And I didn't get done with the workout and go to a protein shake. I went to the AG1 right away. I had a cup of coffee at like six in the morning. And I had my AG1 at like eight o'clock in the morning. And that's because that that is the provider of all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients, superfoods, probiotics, everything that I should take like uh, supplements for or get from my food, which I don't. I don't take any supplements. I don't take any vitamins. I take the vitamin D from AG1. You get the one-year supply. I take one packet of this. You get five of these for free, by the way, when you order through us. And you get a subscription. And it's it's less than a cup of coffee every day. And it does a hell of a lot more for your body than a cup of coffee does. So if you're a big-time coffee drinker and, and you you know have energy issues as the day goes on, sustained energy with this product right here, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Or there's the QR code. All right, at the halftime, I'll mention a couple other partners, but let's get started on a Wednesday. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Kaplan and Crew with just the crew. Myself, Alex Grande Padilla, John Browner. We are with you guys here on a Thursday. 
the day after Valentine's Day. Browner, I hope you got so much love. I hope you got so much admiration, so many gifts. I hope it just went so well for you. <laughs> I hope it went so well for you, my friend. Um, we are brought to you by the Seven Mile Casino. Seven Mile Casino is just minutes away from downtown San Diego, right off the 5 freeway, with all of your favorite table games in a smoke-free environment. Tons of TVs to watch whatever sporting event is happening the day that you go. And also with a full Sammy's restaurant and bar. So great food, great tapless, great drinks, including Browner's Espresso Martini. So go visit them, Seven Mile Casino. Like I said, literally just a few minutes away from downtown San Diego. And right off the 5 freeway down in Chula Vista. So go check them out, 7milecasino.com. And remember, if you have any sort of problems, you got to call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'll bring in Browner to start the show. And Browner, uh, first of all, before we get like, well, I guess this is how we're going to get going. I do want to start here because the way we ended yesterday's show, if we would have ended 20 minutes later, it would have ended very differently. Mm. And what I mean by that is if you were here yesterday and you stuck around for Uncensored on the YouTube portion, if you were listening on the audio portion, you saw we finished the show by playing a annihilated Travis Kelsey singing, trying to sing at the chiefs parade on stage and then we finished and then we finished recording and i went into editing mode and we all went on with our day little did i know because i don't have tvs going on as i'm editing i don't have anything really i'm just focused on the show that as soon as those final speech was done a shooting would happen at the parade now browner i'll ask you were you watching this live? Like as soon as we logged off, did you close the laptop or did you move on with your day? Like what happened in your, in your world when we finished recording here? Um, because for me, I honestly didn't even know what had happened until I got messages maybe like an hour or two later. Cause I was so not on the internet. When I finished the show, I would go pick my daughter up from school on, on that particular day. Um, so there are responsibilities of things that are, you know, totally detached from sport that I have to pay attention to and and absorb and require me to be fully locked in and engaged. So I oftentimes mm -hmm. when the show ends, I have to go and be a father. So right. I I didn't necessarily uh, get wind of what was happening till probably about an hour after it had actually happened. Um, when I. <clears throat> When I saw what happened, I, it didn't it didn't necessarily hit me as a, you know, because sometimes when you gather this many people, people get hurt sometimes. So there's right. a lot of drinking involved. It's right. Fights break out. Right. It, that happens all the time. And so initially, my first glance at it was like, wait, what? Uh, it was a fight because I just saw the people scurrying. Mm -hmm. I didn't know until I like, wait, wait a minute. What is that at the bottom? One dead. And so then I turned right. the sound on. Yeah. And it, and and just sheer disappointment, sheer frustration. Right. Sheer So here's go ahead. Yeah, just so we can set set it up. This is the latest from as of, you know, earlier this morning. Um so one person was confirmed killed, multiple people injured. I'm reading 21 others were wounded by gunfire. At least or including 11 children between the ages of 6 and 15. According to Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves, um, the, uh, the shooting 
according to preliminary investigation, was determined that the shooting appeared to be the result of a dispute between several people, and there is no link to terrorism or homegrown violent extremism. Does it make it better? No, it still happened. And someone lost their lives. 11 children are scarred for life and multiple people, probably hundreds and thousands of people will be affected by this moving forward. It's just one of those things where it's like, I don't know, JB, if the word uh, desensitized is the right word. I would say that it's still shocking every time it happens. And I think it's even more shocking when it happens in, in your world. And what I mean by your world is maybe not like someone directly affected to you, but someone something that you're like visibly watching, something that you're actually, uh, you know, invested in. And and then it happens. And trust me, even if you're not, it doesn't make it better. It's just like the, the thing that frustrates me the most is that I wasn't even shocked. You know, and I think that a lot of people in this country maybe feel the same way where it's like were you were you even shocked what happened because i wasn't and i think that's no. like the biggest problem and no. listen i'm not gonna sit here and tell you gun control i'm not gonna sit here and tell you because i don't know okay and that's not my job today if browner wants to do it i he can feel free to do it for me on my end i don't know i just know that you know i'm not i get disgusted when people are like turn it immediately into like uh, a liberal versus right wing or, or you know it, this is people these are people mm -hmm. people are getting shot people are getting murdered people are getting scarred for life and that's what matters to me and it sucks that it happens so frequently in this country i don't know what the issue is i don't know if the issue will ever be fixed and do i just think that we're just going to continue to live our life today and then that's just the light the latest one and then there'll be one next week and then that's the latest one and there'll be probably and that's unfortunate that's what sucks and that's what's scary when i go to a movie theater now do i think about where i'm sitting yeah when I go to a large public place, do I think, do I look for an exit door? Yeah. Like, do it, does it happen every time? No. Am I, am I like consciously always thinking about it? No. When I was in Vegas and I went through three different security points to get to the radio road table, like, did I feel better? Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yes, I did. So it sucks. It's unfortunate. I don't have the words. I feel incredibly terrible for everybody that was affected by it on a day that was so great for the city, so great for the team. You know, and we'll I, I, we'll play stuff just because I think it's you know it's important for people to see it, to view it, to make up your own minds. But yeah, I just wanted to start there because I didn't I know that I had things scheduled to go on social media that were fun and you know about the parade. We were talking, you know, we were like, oh, we've been there, Travis. You know, like, and I just had I just deleted it all because like that, that didn't matter anymore. I I will say this: uh, a a a mass shooting is something where there. Are, it is considered by definition four or more people injured through acts of violence uh, with a weapon. There are, it's the 15th of February. There have been more mass shootings in this country than there have been days. Okay. So the idea or the fact that now as a country, as a society, as a state, as a community, as however you want to frame a group of people who can't seem to figure out how to, you know, straighten this problem out. As a group of people, we have become so desensitized to this amount of violence because there is no solution to it. Okay. The idea that everyone should be armed because a good guy with a gun beats a bad guy with a gun. There were over, I think, 500 cops there, according to the police chief 
of Kansas City. Like, this was an all-hands-on-deck situation. So there are more people, more good guys with guns than bad guys because that's not the situation. And I'm not here to say you take people's guns away because I don't believe you should do that, and I don't think you can do that. I think that's the problem with the argument. The only thing that we can do with this situation is elect people who want to have answers because there's too many questions. There's too many demands on this topic. We need to start electing people with answers. But the problem with that is there's a bunch of people who don't live in California who believe that everybody should have a gun. In the state of Missouri, where this occurred, they voted down a law that said kids can't have guns. So what that means is children, okay, are allowed to have guns in the state of Missouri. So that for, from California, there is no answer to this. There just isn't. So for us to try to say what somebody should or shouldn't do is irrelevant, and it'll fall on deaf ears because people yeah. have picked their corner to stand on in this particular issue, and they're not coming out of it to meet in the middle with anyone. Period. It's not going to happen. So we've had people shot up at schools, movie theaters, parades now, classrooms, uh, 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 barber shops, like nightclubs, you name it. Church. Yep. Church. There is no place you are safe in this country from gun violence. None, none. And so I'm I'm under the honest assumption in my lifetime, this is an unfixable problem and we just have to suffer. Those who who are victims of gun violence will have to suffer from it until the suffering has reached a boiling point and everyone agrees we cannot suffer like this anymore. Until then, you will see more more things like that, period. That's it. That's it. And I'm sad. And it's sad, but it's a sobering uh, thing to say because this is where we're at you got to be honest with the yeah. situation and this is where we're at so you know the show is not going to be all about the shooting it's not going to be all about the parade of course not we'll move on we have a lot of things to talk about and you know a lot of you come here and you're already mad at the first 11 minutes you're like i didn't come here to hear you guys talk about this that's great you know but you guys know on this show that we talk about everything we talk about anything and, and we're not we're not a we're not opposed to having a conversation if one of the th- one two or the three of us all feel a certain way and if Scott was here, I guarantee you he'd be what, talking about that too. Or if one disagrees with the other. That's right. the best part of this show. We don't always, we almost always disagree of the three of us on something. There's a, yeah. a descending voice on almost every topic yeah. here. And I'm so, not, and when it comes to things outside of sports, I'm normally the one that's like, what? We don't need to waste. We don't need to do that. We don't need to do right. that. And you guys, and, you know, and and I respect the hell out of Browner for always being so passionate about stuff outside of sports. I think Scott is a very in tune person with what's happening outside of sports. He also has things. I'm always the one that I'm like, like, is it really do we really need to go there? Do we really got to do that? Like, are we really going to like mm-hmm. benefit from it? And I just think when something happens at a Super Bowl championship parade, put it that just say it that way. OK, this is the Super Bowl championship parade with 500,000 people. Of course, we're going to talk about it. We'd talk Absolutely. about it if it was a Mardi Gras parade. But of course we're going to talk about it because Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey were on that stage 20 seconds before it happened. And there's NFL network reporters on the ground, literally While on the happened. ground as it's happening. And I just think that obviously we would have to talk about it. I just thought it would be important to start there because the way we finished yesterday's show didn't align with the way of the events of what happened after the show. 
And I just, I also we're very transparent with everybody as far as like when we do the show, when it airs, so everybody knows it's no secret. So I just wanted to get that out there. Here's a here's a small here's a teaspoon of honesty on this topic that the people who don't want to admit this may turn it off. Okay. If you turn off this conversation, this is why we can't solve the problem. Because in the in the world where we live now, in the media echo chamber we live in now, if you don't want to hear this conversation, you'll just go somewhere where it doesn't exist. And that's why we can't fix this. That's why I don't think in my lifetime we will ever be able to truly and honestly combat gun violence in America because the person who doesn't want to hear this conversation will just turn the channel to something else as opposed to saying, yeah, this is a problem and we yeah. need to fix it But because they come here for sports. And so because yeah. you come here for sports, you can't now absorb something else from your sports source. So you would just go somewhere else because you don't, you don't want to have that conversation. You don't want to fight that fight. You don't want to lift that lift because it's too much. You're what's one even person. Like, what's to me, what's even well, what, specifically about what happened yesterday, what's a little scarier about that situation is that, you know, this wasn't a dude who had mental issues and was, you know, distorted by some sort of, political view or life view and he was going to go be a, a terrorist and, and try and send a message this was just three dudes that had guns that got in a fight and shot people up that's it that could happen anywhere that does by the way hey correction yeah. that does happen everywhere right. it's just why everybody like, has you, guns you just see three people arguing now on the street or whatever five whoever many people were, were in this dispute you see that so they all have guns. Boom, 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 boom. 11 kids shot. One person dead. Like, that's just crazy. It's it, it's insane. Here, listen, I think it's, I'll, I'll, I'll play these things just because I think it gives context. It, it gives context. And also there is good that came, like, not good. There's no good. But it's, it is always to me, because I'm not this person. Like, if I was there, I would never go chase this person. I would run away from that, from the shooter. But you see people running after one of the shooters, like multiple people running after. Uh, this is a video that's going around. It's a CCTV footage. It's graphic because you hear it. There's no way I would show anything close, obviously. This is just a video of a CCTV footage uh, from the parade. And just like that, thousands and thousands of people's lives changed forever. That quickly. In the just span of what we heard be what, 10 seconds maybe? Yeah. 10 seconds, about 20 shots, maybe more. I'm sure it's you've just, seen the video of the, uh, the, the fan who chased one of the shooters, tackled, tackled him down. Yeah. Uh, his name is Paul Contreras. He did an interview uh, with local television. And uh, here is his first-hand account of what happened. One guy was hollering, saying, you know, stop him, or catch him, you know, tackle him, whatever. And he's just, just bailing, running. And out of nowhere, I heard that guy hollering, so I'm just like, okay, well, I'm right here. And I just, 
I didn't think about it. It was just a reaction. I didn't hesitate. It was just, just do it. So I went to go tackle him, and another gentleman did the same thing. And as I'm tackling him, I see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve because he was wearing a long jacket or like a Carhartt. So when I seen that hit the ground, I'm like, oh, you know, we got to take this guy down. And so, like I said, I did, and another good Samaritan did, and we held him down. And it seemed like forever, but it probably wasn't. It was like 30 seconds holding him down, and me and the other gentleman are hollering at ongoers, you know, where's the cops? Where's, you know, get the cops over here, get the cops over here. You know, we got them. Yeah, crazy. And then there's also stories, and and you know you can look them up yourselves. I don't know how you never really know like what to believe in the age of social media. Right. There's like stories of like Jackson Mahomes got a kid and ran into the train station and there and like no. helped. There's like no. I'm just saying like there's stories out there of like players having to console strangers, kids lost, people lost in the shuffle because this wasn't like you know they people didn't know if the all players and 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 coaching staff and family right. members were accounted for like that's what i'm saying like it was such a scramble i mean james palmer of nfl network was right next to the stage shooting for nfl network all of a sudden he's on the ground and he's all of a sudden becomes you're the guy on the scene start reporting so right. it's just you go from i'm here to celebrate a parade talk about a parade to all right there's a live shooting you're now a reporter go for it it's just crazy man insane it's it, and again I got to be honest about this. This is the society that we've chosen to live in. This is the choice. This is the choice that we've made. This is the choice. Yeah. And so, so if we lost, until, if we lost all of you so far, oh well, it is what it is. Uh, right. But we'll move on, and we'll, you know, as everybody has to move on. And um, I do hope that every single one of those people that was shot yesterday, I know that one person did die, and she was a radio host, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, DJ Lisa Lopez Galvan, who was the host of Taste of Tejano there in Kansas City on FM radio. Um, I hope they all, uh, everybody else that was affected pulls through and we'll move on and we'll talk about other things. Um, um, but, you know, we like we do on the show all the time. We talk about what we feel we need to talk about. So as you can see, Scott's not here. He's already started Locker. his vacation. Browner, I did talk to him this morning uh, oh. from the airport as he makes oh. his way down. Where he's probably going to run into numerous NFL players. If I had to guess, I I would assume he will be running into numerous NFL players. What's that thing when when basketball teams get eliminated? What do they say? One, two, three, Cancun. Is that what they say? Yeah. Because that's that's what the Chiefs and the 49ers players just did. And Scott is on his way down for a little vacation. We are here with you guys today. Then we're off tomorrow, and we're off on Monday for the uh, holiday weekend. And then Scott. Browner and Lawhead will be in Tuesday and then the rest of the week. So, yes, yeah, Scott's on vacation and uh, we got you guys here today. Coming up, uh, I watched the NFL films mic'd up of Super Bowl 58. And boy, Browner, I got to tell you, that's a bad look for the 49ers, man. That is a bad look for that coaching staff. That's a bad look for mm -hmm. those players. And a lot of things happen that you don't really take into account the human emotion of it all. Like, when Fred Warner, the San Diego kid, sees his teammate is his, you know, the guy on his left, one of the best wide uh, linebacker duos in the NFL, go down. It was in heartbreaking, dude, to see this guy, to see Fred Warner just sit at the at the bench, like, what the hell just happened? You know, this wasn't like it happened on the field. This was Drake Greenlaw running onto the field right after a punt. It was just crazy. So we'll get into that 
uh, some Padres news, some Padres sound. Uh, Aztecs play tomorrow. We'll get you ready. And then big news, Browner, in the game of video games, in the world of video games. It's here, baby. The thing, I think maybe even more anticipated than GTA 6. We'll talk about all that when we come back. We are brought to you. Slow down. Maybe, because it's been longer. Hasn't it? Slow down. No. Anyway, slow down. Seven Mile Casino. SevenMileCasino.com. Just minutes away from downtown San Diego. Go check them out. They have all your favorite table games. Sammy's Restaurant and Bar. Tons of TVs. Smoke-free environment. What better place to go this holiday weekend than Seven Mile Casino? We'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back. Kaplan and crew with just a crew. Alex Padilla, John Brown, or Grande Brown, man, with you guys here on a Thursday. Uh, we are off tomorrow. Scott's already off today. He's down um, in Mexico for a little vacation, celebrating his birthday, Browner. He talks so – when I take my birthday off this year, I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear a damn thing <laughs> when I take my birthday off. And my birthday – I think my birthday lands on a Wednesday this year. I might just do it on purpose. I might. I, I don't have anything planned at all for my birthday, but I think it lands. I think it lands on a Wednesday, and I'm just gonna take it off. I'm just gonna take it off, man. Oh, even better, it lands on a Friday. 100. I'm taking. That oh day yeah, off. yeah, yeah. That thing done. 100. I'm taking that day off. So Scott and Brad will be back on Tuesday, and then I'm going on vacation. But it's funny, you know. It's funny is that if you like go and you look at all the shows that are normally on, ain't nobody there, right? Ain't nobody there. Listen, it's that time. We all take a break after football. Rich Eisen, who's in from Andrew Siciliano? If you listened earlier on Mightier 1090, who's Andrew Siciliano? Let me see who was on for Rome. I guarantee you Jim Rome wasn't on today. Without even looking it up, I guarantee you Jim Rome wasn't on today. Dude, I think one of the funniest things about uh, the day off conversation, I mean, I'm just a worker. I, I just, I can't do anything else. But if you look around, this is the season where people go bye-bye. Yeah. Not bye-bye as in I'm quitting or I got fired as in, hey, man, the NFL is a grind. Mm-hmm. And folks put in a lot of work to make this content and get this content out for people during football season and at the end of basketball season. Because to me, more of March Madness is when guys start disappearing at the end of March Madness. Like literally yeah. three weeks, four week vacations. Because baseball is so long. And it's such a and it's regional. Not it's just regional. There's a game every single day. So right, what can you really learn from one game in a baseball season? Very little, very little. So that there's not there's not the same energy towards baseball about what happened yesterday. It's just Mm -hmm. not unless there's a fight or suspension of some sort. Outside of that, there's not a lot of like oh oh my god, can you believe? There's not a lot of that in baseball. It's just mm-hmm. not because they play again the next day. And as great as a guy was yesterday, the following day, he could be terrible. And so yesterday yep. is now invalid. So, and that's mm-hmm. just, that's the struggle with baseball, man. On top of it being regional. Right. Right. I don't think Colin Cowherd is breaking down what happened against Padres versus Rockies on Tuesday, May 13th. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not he really. rarely talks about baseball <laughs> on this show unless there's a, some type of fight or some yeah. type of signing. That's it. Right. And by the way, we're not the only ones taking it off. Great friends, I see the numbers. Where are you guys at? Where right. are you guys at? Yeah. Yeah. I almost hit a browner today. I was like, yo, you think Scott would even notice if we do a best of today? But no. I didn't because we're here. No. Yeah, he's in Mexico. He don't care. No. 
<laughs> now somebody would have probably would have said to him, right? Hey, what happened to the show today? And that's how he would he would right. he would text right. us like, hey, what happened to the show? I didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, bro. We know how you. You know, back at the old, I've talked about this before. Back in the old 1090 days, it was a depressing place sometimes, especially during the holidays when people would just be getting laid off left and right. And mm-hmm. I just needed to just at the end of the year, I would save a lot of my vacation and I would be off the day before Christmas, two days before Christmas, all the way to New Year's. I do it every year. I still try and do it here. And I think I've, I don't think we have done that here because I was pushing for it for so many years that that to believe the last years we have been off from Christmas to New Year's. That's what I did at 1090. And I used to delete Twitter. I used to delete Instagram. I was like, just let me just be, let me get off my phone. Scott's not that guy. Scott's not that guy. So if you message him, he will see it at some point. Right. And for some reason, everybody has his number. So you just text him and be like, hey, Browder and Scott, Browder and Alex didn't do a show today. We should do that challenge. Everybody should just message him like, hey, they didn't do a show today. Did you know that? See if he <laughs> even tunes in. Uh, so, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, he'll start texting us like, hey, why, yeah. you, why did you guys do a show yeah. today? I didn't hear it. Remember the other day? This is so funny to me, too. I didn't call him out because I was just a little bit stressed, but I was fine. Remember Tuesday or or Wednesday or Monday? I don't remember what day. When I had internet issues and the show yeah. just would not upload to YouTube, and I text you guys, hey, mm-hmm. it's whatever o'clock. It still has 45 minutes to go. It normally gets done in 15 minutes. And Scott would just throw obscenities, but that's it. Like, it was just one word, curse words. And I'm like, I'm just letting you know. I don't need you to, like, pretend to care that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's. did you feel that way? I know I felt that way. I was like, this dude's just throwing curse words out there but what's he gonna do you know he's not calling me like hey is everything okay? you know, he didn't care at all he was just throwing curse words at me f <laughs> s mother effer i'm like don't even text me at that what's the point of that right right <laughs> yeah keep those to yourself yeah anyways uh we are here it is thursday and we are brought to you by prize picks prizepicks.com slash great friends if you don't have an account yet and we've been talking about this for months what are you waiting for Honestly, what are you waiting for? If you haven't and you want to, scan the QR code or go to pricepicks.com slash great friends, put the promo code, put the promo code great friends in, and they will match your deposit up to $100 for your first deposit. That's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. And tonight, JB, it is the last night of the NBA before we hit the all-star break. So even less sports coming your way, people. Mm-hmm. Um so tonight, I believe there's only three games on the schedule, too. Um, tonight, you got the Bucks versus the Grizzlies, which would have been a good game if the Grizzlies had any of their roster. You got any. the Warriors <laughs> the Warriors versus the Jazz, which is a decent game, and the Wolves versus the Blazers, which is a terrible game. Are the Wolves still in first in the West? Yeah, how little I paid attention to the rest of the league. That's crazy. The yes. Wolves are in first place. And the Thunder uh, Oklahoma City's in second place. Yeah. That is wild. Where's the all-star game this year, by the way? Indiana. Indiana. Oh, and we're all flocking in and to out. Indianapolis. <laughs> in and out. In and out. You talk about, boy, listen, you talk about probably the city no one wants to go to. There's mm-hmm. only two plate of, of the people who I know who traveling NBA circles, whether they be former players or active players, because I still know a couple active players. Indiana and Utah are the two places where if you make the all-star team, you just you don't go. 
Mm. You don't go, or you go Saturday morning when the Ooh. first practice happens. Ooh, ouch. My 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 ribs hurt, Kawhi. Dude, don't be surprised <laughs> if you get a lot of guys thrown in this game at the last minute because this guy was hurt or this guy mm -hmm. didn't he couldn't travel for rehab for, for reasons unknown. Stop putting the all-star game in Indiana. Stop putting it in Utah. Stop putting it in, in Charlotte, cities that these guys don't want to go to. The yeah. NBA All-Star Game should be in a warm place with a awesome nightlife because that's what the All-Star Game is about. Yeah. I also want to ask a question. Do people travel to the NBA All-Star Game? Like fans? Not when it's in Indiana. Not, I mean, even if it's in LA? Is this a, a, yes. a go, I gotta go to the All-Star Game? It It is a gathering. Are you mean like fans and people who are not in fans. business people? Yes. Yeah, yes. fans. Yes. Really? Yes. In certain mm -hmm. cities, when it was in Vegas, absolutely. When it's in Miami, absolutely. When it's in uh, Dallas or Houston, absolutely. When it's in okay. Chicago, no, because it was too cold. When it's okay. in LA, absolutely. When it was in San Francisco, absolutely. Because people like those, the vibe of those cities. Yeah. And Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, they ain't coming. Okay. Mm -hmm. When it was in Phoenix, a lot of people traveled to Phoenix, warm weather, uh, good growing city, decent amount of hotels, a lot I'll of nightlife. I'll be there next week for spring training. So Shout test out, out the nightlife. So I just, well, I know I, the nightlife. For me, Indiana, Indiana's not a cool place. Cleveland, by the way, terrible all star city. Not a lot to do. Not a not, not a good nightlife. Not a good so local economy. It's just not enough for these guys. Again, the guys who are going to All Star Break are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. This isn't the the you know the twelfth man. This isn't some guy barely making it. These are guys with generational wealth, and you're gonna plop them down in Indiana for a weekend and yeah. have a good time. No, this is. On. This is from, and we'll get back to price picks here shortly because that's what we're that. Well, you know, let's just let's wrap this up. Pricepicks.com slash great friends. They'll match your first deposit. Take a look at the board today. Uh, you got a bunch of demons and goblins picks. Damian Lillard at 19 and a half tonight. I like that because I don't think I think the Bucks might smash the Grizzlies. And then, like we said, Dame, Giannis, they're an all star mentality. They got senioritis just like I do today. So, uh, clocking out, baby. Giannis 24 and a half is a goblin or 34 and a half is a demon. That's a big number uh, tonight, but lots going on. Soccer, Champions League, Europa League, uh, League of Legends still there for you. My darts. When's my darts guy playing? He's playing today, right? Yeah, it starts here shortly, brother. Luke Littler. Oh, more Luke than e. 380 thrown. Go get it, boy. Go get it, Luke Littler. Uh, I would also tell people to look at uh, Caitlin Clark, women's Ooh. college basketball. Uh, I think she's eight points from the record. I'm trying to see where women's college basketball. There it is. Caitlin Clark, she's three points off the record tonight. They have her for 34 and a half, more or less. <laughs> Are they going to do any sort of, I don't know yet, and I apologize, Price Picks, I should know this. Are they going to do any NBA All-Star, more or lesses? Because they should. I would I would, I would, would stay so the, far from that. Who's Steph Curry playing in the three-point shootout? Which WNBA player is he? Uh, Sabrina, Sabrina Inesco. All right, shout out the the uh, Kobe's protege. I, yeah. I would I would mess around a little bit with some more, definitely more. That's that's always going to be the more in the All Star game. That's for sure. I mean, I will also I will watch that. By the way, the three point contest has now become far more entertaining than dunk contest. That's the that's yep. the situation well, that's, that we're now that's in. That's been the thing. 
with the NBA. So if you want to tell yeah. me that Steph Curry is the most influential player over the last 15 years, th- there's a concrete example right there that the three-point contest is now far more entertaining than the dunk contest. Yeah. So do with that what you will. All right, go check them out. Pricepicks, pricepicks.com. Uh, Browner, let's get into a little bit of the Super Bowl, but still connected to this NBA All-Star game that we just talked about. According to the Las Vegas Review Journal, shocker, everybody, the Super Bowl was, quote, a smash success for the city. The NFL championship event held at Las Vegas was estimated to bring in at least $500 million in spending, and analysts predicted around $300. 330,000 people would visit Vegas for the big game and its festivities. But those numbers were just way too conservative. Four over 450,000 people visited the city for the Super Bowl festivities mm. and spending over the long just a weekend, not the week, over the weekend 1.1 billion dollars spent in Las Vegas. With a B with a B, this and this goes to again, the Super Bowl city you select totally determines the outcome of the finances there. Because Minnesota, when they had the Super Bowl in Minnesota, did it top this financially? Did it even get close to this financially? More than likely not. More than likely not, because there's certain turnoffs about certain cities when you talk about going somewhere to do something. This is why you are 100% correct. There's only one location for the Super Bowl here on out. And that's Las Vegas. That's it. That's it. Just make it happen. It's easier. It's more convenient. Probably not for people on the East Coast, which, you know, whatever that is. Just do an East Coast city and a West Coast city. Put it in Miami when it's on the West Coast. Put it in Las Vegas when it's on the the West Coast. Put it in Miami when it's on the East Coast. Problem solved. I think we've realized that it doesn't matter who plays in the game. The ratings will be monster. It doesn't matter who the halftime performer is. The ratings will be monster. But what matters is if you really want to be a host city and you want to be in the NFL wants to make the most money possible, you put it in places like Miami, Las Vegas, and LA. Yeah. And that's about it. Yes. Yes. Stop putting it in Dallas. Stop putting it in Phoenix or uh, Scottsdale. Glendale. Glendale, I'm sorry. Like, Stop putting it in those. Don't don't yeah. put it in Santa Clara ever again. No, like, nobody likes that stadium. Don't and listen. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some negativity for this. Don't put it in New Orleans. The infrastructure just isn't mm. what it is in these other places. It's just. I'll not. let you know next year. I'll let you know next year. You'll let me know too because right. you got to go next year. If if we're going, we got if, if it's in New Orleans, we all got to go. We just like let's start planning now. Let's not let this sneak up on everybody. Like we got to go. It's that sneaks up on us every year. I know. And I try to prevent it from sneaking up, but it still sneaks up. But what I'm saying is it's New Orleans. Like, we got to go. All right? All we right. got a tour. We got a tour guide. We got Scott's daughter. She lives there. She's going to tell us all the all the sorority parties to go to. Those oh, 40-year-old no, dudes running down sorority roads. Oh. I can't be no 40-year-old man hanging around no college kids, man. Yeah, you can't be hanging with Mm-mm. nobody. Mm-mm. Nah, I'm going to pass on that. Trustworthy. Uh, some more yeah. fallout from Super Bowl 58. Um, hello, scapegoat. Hello, mm-hmm. scapegoat. It was announced today by Kyle Shanahan that he is firing his defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, saying, quote, we're going to end up making a change here at defensive coordinator. He's telling the media on a conference call. A really tough decision because it really says nothing about Steve as a man or as a football coach. I mean, 
He's exactly what we wanted as a man. He's a great football coach, but just where we're going and where we're at with our team from a scheme standpoint and things like that, looking through it all throughout the year to these last few days, I felt pretty strongly that this was a decision that was best for the organization. Browner, I put this up for everybody. This is where the 49ers defense ranked under Steve Wilkes this year. Yards per game, eighth best. Points per game, third best. Turnovers, seventh most. Most interceptions. And he did it all with only one All-Pro in Fred Warner. Steve Wilkes, scapegoated by Kyle Shanahan. I don't see it any other way. He put the Chiefs. Dude, he shut the Lions out in the second half. The Chiefs scored 19 points in regulation. Your team had a chance to easily win the game. And you're going to fire that man? All right. I like Kyle Shanahan. That is not up for debate. I think he's a great offensive coach. Kyle Shanahan may not be the man that, you know, I think he is. Because this is not a – Steve Wilkes did, a, did the best job he could, by the way, in a year. In a year. Yeah, just one year. Steve Wilkes had a history and a resume and a reputation when he got that job. Kyle Shanahan knew and John Lynch knew what he could do and what his style was when they hired him. That's the key one, the style. Because everything I'm reading was that his scheme is not what Kyle prefers, is not what Kyle likes, not what John Lynch likes, but you hired him anyways. So how did knowing we get what here? his scheme was? How did we get here if that were the case? How did you end up with Steve Wilkes? calling defensive plays, coordinating your defense, if before you hired him, you knew what his style was because it wasn't a secret. This wasn't some guy who was like Brandon Staley where, oh, he only did a couple of years, so we don't really know. Yeah, this like, wasn't a first-time promotion from linebacker coach. This was a dude that's right. been a head coach. This is a dude that's been a coordinator. A head coach. Ever. Right. So I don't – this is the – this is a black eye, for lack of a better term. Wow. San Francisco – yeah, I, I went there. For the but you San notice Francisco black eyes are not black too. That's that's not okay, dude. Purple. They're really. purple. Yeah, that's kind of messed Blood up. Bloodshot. Right. It is. So the idea that, you know, someone will take the job, don't get me wrong, but there'll be a bunch of guys looking at him side eye. Because are you safe? Because this is what this is the perfect example of a scapegoat. He gave up his defense, gave up one touchdown in regulation. And that touchdown only came on a botched special teams play, which gave the set, gave Kansas City the best start at the field they had all what? game. On the 16-yard line or something like that? And they cashed that thing in in one play. Yeah, yeah. One play. So right. if you want to put that on Steve Wilkes, and if you think that you say all these good things about him, and then all of a sudden the bottom end, I just think this is the best thing for the organization, then what is your organization looking for? What Dude, kind of defensive coordinator do you want? I can't even, without even looking it up, I can't tell you who I think should be fired, but if I was going to fire anybody from that coaching staff, it'd be the special teams coach. Yeah, he's out. Your punt returner muffed a kick, and your other guy the just kicker, didn't jump on it. Your kicker got an extra point blocked. Extra point blocked. Not missed, he, just blocked. He pretty much kicked it into the offensive line. Like, yeah. I don't... What what more what more could Steve Wilkes has could have done to secure his job post Super Bowl? Because if if you say all these good things about him, he's a good man, he's a good coach, he's a great football like leader, whatever, whatever, blah blah blah. If they would have won the Super Bowl, then you still would have fired him. 
Because at the end of the day, that's not the, that's not the style that you want. You just yeah. you won because you won, but that style of defense is not something that you as a head coach want on your in your organization. I just I don't buy that at all. Period. Because when the defense needed to step up in every game, the defense stepped up in every single game, even in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like they're human bodies. At some point, they run out of gas. Where was the offense? There's two where coordinators was, available. Was... There's two coordinators available right now that I think they're gonna. I don't know who still has coordinator jobs available, but there's two right now that you should hire immediately, and that's Steve Wilkes and Eric Bieniemy. Because somehow Eric Bieniemy's out of a job again. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Eric goes because I did, there was reports that Eric was actually in uh, Kansas City helping the Chiefs out in the playoffs. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he goes back there. He should have never left. He shouldn't have he left. Tr- he did what he had to do. At a certain point, you have to you have to get out of that shadow of Andy Reid. You have to. He just went to the wrong place. Which, again, that was the only place available for him to go to c- considering the situation. Right. If the man can't get a head coaching job by now, he ain't going to get one. And I feel bad for Steve Wilkes because at this point, you're just going to be a coordinator, man. Yeah. You're just going to be a coordinator. Unless you want to coach college football, and nobody wants to do that anymore because of NIL. Right. Right. All right, when we come back, we got plenty more to get to. A little bit more on the Super Bowl. Padres, Aztecs, lots to get to. We'll be right back. This is Kaplan and Crew with Just the Crew. Alex Pedia, John Browner. Oh, visit us, by the way, kaplanandcrew.com. Great friends, calling a quick time out here. Uh, two quick mentions, as I usually do here um, during this uh, halftime. I want to mention my man, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services. If you are considering buying a house right now, or even if you want to consider a refinance, like I got a message yesterday, an email from a guy named Carlos who said, Listen, I talked to Gary and I had a 3% interest rate on my mortgage. And Gary's like, Well, don't change that, you know? Um, that's an unbelievable rate. So don't change that, but he's got some debt issues. Okay. Well, what can we do for you? And so they create, they somehow, and I don't know all the details of like a second mortgage or like a line of credit or whatever it is, but it, let's say you had a credit card that was 25% interest rate. And then you were able to get a line of credit. I'm just making these numbers up six or 7%. And then you were able to consolidate. That's what he did. And he's like, and then when their interest rates drop, then I'm going to be able to position myself to go buy a rental property, uh, you know, an investment property. So he said, he goes, it wasn't easy, he goes, but Gary was there every step of the way. And I've got tons of emails just like this. So if you're thinking about buying a house or you just want to talk about what, listen, Gary says to me all the time, you don't need 20% to put down to buy a house. And I tell that to you guys and you guys are like, oh, I don't know anything about it. We'll call Gary. 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299, QR code right here. Um, last mention for you, and that is our website, kaplanandcrew.com. I mention it every day because there's a bunch of stuff you can do there. One, you can buy the merch. I am asking you guys to buy the merch because when we put on the boat trip, I want everybody there to be rocking merch, which by the way, I got to talk to Captain Troy. I got to change the date. The date that I had planned doesn't work for me. Um, so that's the first part of it. The second part of it is we put polls up every day. We um, put up all of our content every day. And if you scroll all the way to the bottom of our website, you can put in your email address, and we will put you on our Friday email list. And we only email you once a week. It's only on Fridays. And that's, by the way, when we remember to do it. And um, 
when we're in that email, it's just a mention of some of the content from the week. It's um, some sponsor related stuff. It's a poll. So it's, it's not much, but it's just something to stay in communication between us and you. And then by the way, a lot of you guys reply to those emails and I get all your replies, you know? So go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. And if it's too much work for you, here's the QR code right here. All right, let's get back to the second half of today's show. All right, everybody, welcome back to Kaplan and Crew with just the crew. Alex Padilla, John Brown are with you guys here on a Thursday. And then we'll be back, everybody, together on Tuesday. Scott's already on vacation, and we're going to take a little bit of an extended holiday weekend here coming up as well. Thank you all for tuning in when Scott's not here. Always appreciate it. And once again, we are brought to you by Gary Cooper and Mountrust Realty, mountrustrealty.com. I say it this way because I don't know what other way to say it. If Gary can help me buy a house, he can buy you. He can help you buy a house. It's that simple. I don't know how else to say. It. I was clueless. I, I had no idea what went into buying a house, and Gary guided me through every single step. My wife changed jobs while we were in escrow, bro. Like, come on, like who does that? And Gary just guided us through us all. And trust me, my finances are weird. I don't have a normal jobs. I have three weird ones, and he still was able to handle it all. And we're here. And the property value keeps increasing. Interest rates are dropping, by the way. Um, so give them a call, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. There's nobody better than Gary Cooper at Mountain Trust Realty. All right, JV. So yesterday, uh, because we're talking about Steve Wilkes, we'll wrap this up and then we'll move on to the Padres and the Aztecs and the Lakers. And we're going to be joined by Pro Football Dog to wrap up the week as well. Uh, I watched the NFL films um, mic'd up yesterday and it, by the way if you want to watch it it's on netflix now inside the nfl is on netflix and yesterday the hosts were it was such a weird uh, have you watched inside the nfl this year i don't know if these are the regular yes. hosts so it's was it channing crowder is that his or yeah what's uh his? yeah it's at this house pronounced yes ryan clark it's basically Jay the pivot the guys from the pivot yeah but this particular one was ryan clark crowder jay cutler chad ochocinco and um long chris long how he's mm -hmm. the, the former eagles Son of Patriots long. Player. well chris yeah. long was the offensive guard for the bears okay so not that one who's the other one jake long i think jake long was the uh, for the lineman for the bears was the other one on the eagles yeah and that's chris okay okay so many long brothers but uh i believe it was chris long let me look it up real quick chris long yeah chris long chris long so anyways those were the five hosts and the way they do it now is they just kind of go in and out of an analysis, mic'd up, analysis, mic'd up, analysis. Like it's, I don't know, the way they did it was pretty cool. I don't think you need five guys to do that, but whatever it happened. And we talked about this at nauseum. And Browner, you said, what does it matter? Patrick Mahomes is going to win that game anyways. So the overtime decisions doesn't matter. Correct. I, I, I agree with you, but it's a talking point because it's a talking point. And after watching that, I am so much more convinced that this game was lost as soon as it got into overtime. Like it didn't matter what the Niners were going to do. The Chiefs had such a plan already. Look at the diff. I'll play you thirty-five cent clip, and I hope this doesn't get to take us down from YouTube because I got it from a ripoff bootleg. NFL Films is very particular about what they let us use. You watch this clip of the coin toss and how prepared the Chiefs were, and how unprepared the 49ers were. You go with the toss. Yeah. Which way you want to kick it? They call it. They call it, right? Well, they got a coin flip. Yeah, they call the coin flip. 
It's their coin flip, right? Which way do you want to kick it? They want the ball. They wanted it. Hey, they wanted it. They wanted it, baby. We want them to have the ball. They want it, they can have it. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. I didn't know that. It was just like utter confusion on the 49ers sideline. Like can Kyle can say whatever he, Shanahan can say whatever he wants now, you know, because you can come up with an excuse a few days later. Of like, yeah, we right. we were going to, you know, we wanted the ball for the third possession because then it was a sudden death. Like you can say whatever you want. There was preparation on the Chiefs. Side. They knew win or lose the toss. We are kicking the ball. Can I just say this about Kyle Juszczyk? He's from a Ivy League school. Mm-hmm. For him to be as astute from a knowledge standpoint, but to be so dumb from a football <laughs> standpoint is astonishing. Because somehow they keep finding him saying, appearing to not know. Yeah. Appearing to not know. He's the guy in the post game that blew this whole thing up, said he didn't know. He's the one right now on NFL Films going, you know, if we if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. I didn't yeah. know that. How is that Kyle Shanahan's fault? Bro, you've been playing football for pretty much your entire adult life. You don't know the rules of your own sport? Like, how is this the coach's fault? Now, if you had shown me Brock Purdy not knowing this, now mm-hmm. we got a problem. If you had shown Well, me I don't Kyle think Brock Shanahan, Purdy was mic'd up. He was? He wasn't. So why the hell are you mic'ing up Kyle Juszczyk? I don't know. Fred. It was Fred Warner, Kyle Juszczyk, 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 uh, Kyle Shanahan. And on the other end, it was Kelsey, Mahomes, and I don't remember who else. So, yeah, I don't know why Brock Purdy wasn't mic'd up, but he wasn't. I mean, listen, Kyle Juszczyk is a very smart man. I'm not doubting his intelligence as a man. His football intellect appears to be very, very minuscule. By the way, but for you to not pro, know. By the way, all pro this year. And not know the rule. Mm-hmm. You're not, you don't know the rule. Yeah. You don't know the rule so comfortably that you would repeat it in a press conference. Yeah. And Come stand on, by. And, and stand on it to yeah. the point he's getting your coach cooked. So at some point before you got to the podium, you just someone should have said to you in a, in a 49ers PR, yo. Don't just say just say something about the overtime. Well, we had talked about it and we had a plan. It just didn't work out. But you to say you didn't know. Now the coach is getting it because of yeah. you. You're the fullback, bro. You're the fullback. Yeah. If, yeah. The person who needs to be on another team next year is Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah. But if you watch NFL Films, Browner, you will come back on this show and you'll be like, I told you so. Look at all the every every analyst on that show. When it got into the fourth quarter, every time they came back from the Niners saying something, they're like, it doesn't really matter. Like, they're all trying to convince themselves they're not scared of what's on the other side of that field. And all five of those guys were just like, listen, get the ball first, get the ball second. It didn't really matter. The Niners almost looked defeated when they went into overtime because they knew what was against them on the other side of the field. And what's crazy, they knew the plays that were coming. They knew the plays that were coming. They, you can see Trent Williams, who's not even on defense. Trent Williams was the other guy that was mic'd up. Now I just remembered. He's on the sideline yelling on fourth and one in overtime. 
Mahomes going to run it. Mahomes going to run it. And what happens? He runs it. Fred Warner is telling everybody 87's getting the ball on this play. And guess who's covering 87? Fred Warner. And he still got the ball and he still read. Like, they're telling you, it is crazy when you watch it because the Niners know what's coming and they still can't stop it. So let me get this straight. Your defensive coordinator had you prepared to execute. You knew what was coming. You knew who was going to get it. Matter of fact, you had your best player on the guy who you knew was going to get the ball. And guess what? He still got it. And this is what I'm telling y'all when I say we watched a master at work. There's In sports, it rarely happens, but it does. Where you know what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. They don't care that you know because they know you can't stop what we're about to do. And that's what was happening. I noticed it in real time. That's why I came on this show and I said, it didn't matter what the 49ers did. The Chiefs were going to win that game because Patrick Mahomes had them measured. He had the 49ers measured. And he knew what they could do, what they couldn't do. And he knew, most importantly, what they were giving him and how to take it. And that's what he did. It took him two and a half quarters. But once he figured it out, Y'all was cooked. Y'all lead wasn't big enough. They needed at least a 21-point lead for them to not go for it on every fourth down, Mm -hmm. for them to to be able to put so much pressure on them that you got to start bombing away. That's the only way they were going to win that game. And they failed after time after time after time on offense, by the way, to close the deal with points. You could see Shanahan getting upset at the defensive miscues, though. You could see it on on NFL films. I, I I do recommend, if you have Netflix, you could watch it. Everybody should go watch it. It is it is so fascinating to see just Kyle like getting upset at the defense for miscues, and it's just crazy to to see. I, I don't think there's a better TV show, honestly, than when NFL films mics mics up players. Like it's it awesome. is so, just to get that insight, it's really really great. And I'd recommend everybody go watch it. It's on Netflix, by the way, and they did it for the entire playoffs. I wish I would have known that because I didn't watch it the entire playoffs. So go check that out. Browner, uh, next week I am on vacation. I am heading to Peoria. I'm going to spring. Well, I don't think it's in Peoria. I think I'm actually oh, going to the Dodgers. Peoria, Where are the Dodgers? Where are the Dodgers plays? Where are the Dodgers playing spring training? No, they're playing. So it's Dodgers Padres for the first two games of spring training because they're the only two teams that are getting a head start. Um, and I believe, yeah, I'm going wherever I'm going to Glendale. I'm going to Glendale because I'm not there for the Thursday game, which is the first spring training game. I'm there for the second game, which is in Glendale, Arizona. And it'll be Padres versus Dodgers. I better see Otani. I better see Otani. Bro, the Dodgers? Listen, if you're a Dodger fan listening to this or watching this, get ready. Everything's going to be expensive as hell for you guys. Everything. Everything. Dude, Browner, I paid $75 for a spring training uh, ticket to send the lawn. No way. Yeah. What? Oh. Hey, man, yeah. listen. That's hey, someone's got to your... pay for that Otani Yamamoto contract. Dodger fans, get your checkbooks out, baby. Get your checkbooks out. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. And I already no. know. I already know. Trust because I will be having a beer when I get there. I already know. I think it's gonna cost me like twenty bucks. Mm. And you're gonna pay for a twenty dollar beer? I'm probably gonna pay for like six. 
Oh, spring training, baby. Spring oh. training. Man, you better than me, man. I it doesn't, Here, so that's when you got to put I, one in your sock. When I went to the sphere, I wasn't really planning on drinking at the sphere, but then I got there, and then I told you that they got me. They're like, "Oh, it starts at four thirty. That's what the ticket said." And then I got there at four thirty and started at five thirty, so I had an hour to kill. And mm-hmm. so I start. I was like, "All right, let me just go get a drink and just kind of walk around." Twenty dollars for a beer. Oh, yeah. But how big? How many ounces are we talk? This is a tall can. This is a tall commemorative can. cup. Not a commemorative cup. Oh, didn't even goodness. didn't even have a silly straw. Oh, but they did have cut waters. For a lot less, so I just got one of them. Tiki, uh, what are they? Mai Tais. I was like, oh, this will do. How much? Twelve. And they didn't even put. By the they way, put in a cup. Cut, cut water. Cut water. They smart. They get you wasted, and you wouldn't even notice it. Mm-hmm. Cut water. The way they the, the, the content in them things, they lay you down. You gotta be careful when you're drinking those. You yeah. you be thinking you out here having a nice little cool drink. It tastes good, and you're enjoying mm-hmm. yourself, and you're laughing, you're giggling. And you get to crack that third one. Next thing you know, you a little loopy. Yeah. And it, it got you. It snuck up on you. Cut water is sneaky, sneaky good. It getting people I drunk. love it. I love it. I we love, need to get I Cut Water that. to sponsor this show. Not I for know, money, just for alcohol. It is like a thing. I don't know how I became known for it, but my wife's family parties, they're like, did you bring Mai Tais? And I was like, y'all know you guys can go to the store yourselves and get these. It's not just me making them. You, you know Mai Tai guy. I'm the Mai Tai guy. You're the Mai, I'm the Mai, Tai, Mai Tai, Tai guy. Which, by the way, the Mai Tais from Cutwater. And this is all free promotion. Sorry. Not sorry. Yeah. They're the best. You you throw all those other drinks at me. Great. The Mai Tai's best. That is the best. You get that thing and you put it on ice in a big old cup. Ooh. Dude, ooh. Cut, I, I got eight Cutwaters in my refrigerator right now. I got four espresso martinis and four ooh. white Russians. I don't play around. The, those are my around. go-tos. Those are my mm-hmm. go-tos. So cut water again. You only got to sponsor the show. Just make us some ambassadors. We just want the free alcohol. Send some product. Right. Right. I'll put a can yeah. back here next to one of my kids' yeah. drawings. I don't care. Do you know the history of cut water? They're saying they go company, right? They used to be Ballast Point. So right. The, the original owners of Ballast Point that started making sculpting in a garage you know, also we're like, hey, we have this brewery. Let's start a distillery too. So it was the bow, it was Ballast Point Distillery. Like, so they made bourbon, whiskey, they made everything, right? All of a sudden, here comes, you know, Modelo or whoever. They're like, hey, we'll give you a billion dollars for Ballast Point. They're we'll like, yeah, it. awesome. Take it. But that doesn't include the liquor. So what they sold was Ballast Point to that company for over a billion dollars and still kept their delicious liquor, rebranded it to Cutwater and then opened Cutwater separately from Bells. So they made their billion, right? And they, they shout out to them. Incredible. Off Sculpin. Crazy. That's don't get it twisted. Bells Point has other stuff. Sculpin's like 95% of their business. That's the seller. They move, That's they the move seller. over down the street in Mira Mesa. They open Cutwater. By the way, if you've been there, pretty badass. They still do their thing. They rebrand. All of a sudden, hey, let's make canned cocktails. Great idea. Let's do it. We already have all the liquor. We can easily throw some soda in there. We could easily throw some tonic in there, whatever it calls. Yeah. And then who comes to knocking a few years later? Oh, that's Anheuser-Busch. Hey, 
We like that. Let's just buy it. Yeah, how much? How about $500 million? All right, cool. So you just went from making Sculpin in your garage, and I could have got this whole story wrong, but I'm pretty sure I didn't. You just went from brewing Sculpin in your garage to $1.5 billion in your pocket. In profit. That's crazy, man. Hey, uh, Jeff. Jeff, I know you listen to the show, Jeff. Put us in contact with the right person. Again, we don't. We ain't looking for money. We looking for product, baby. We looking for product. We looking for free drinks. Well, Godfather, we were very much. We were very much. We were very much in the door, because of Jeff. But it just so happens that a certain former <laughs> executive from a certain local sports team who likes charge, me, by the way, was who in charge me? of was in charge of marketing. And when they heard the name Scott Kaplan, it was pretty much like, get out. We impressed That's everybody. Good. We had meetings, bro. We had ideas. I talked to the Australian owner. And you know what also happened? I COVID. was there. COVID. COVID. COVID didn't stop COVID. that, man. I was there that night when you talked to him. I was there. I was standing yeah. right next. And two days later, it was we shut the world shut down. Remember, we were we all going a, like this? Yeah, we had a great <laughs> idea about Starting nine lineup of beer and I, listen, mm-hmm. not too much away, but we had a whole plan, bro. We had mm-hmm. a whole plan. It was gonna knock it out the park, and you know, knock it out. We could do that with Cutwater. We can do it with anybody. So Jeff, Shout out, give us a call. Jeff, Jeff, my, my, Jeff, I got a new number. Yeah. Call Alex. Call Alex, yeah. Jeff. You know how many people Jeff? text me? You still? Can you just text people your number, man? My goodness, Jeff. I'm gonna do you one better. I'll talk to you today after school. That's what wow. I'll do. That's what I'll do. When our kids get out of school, I, I, I'll, I'll try. I, we'll talk. We'll talk, Jeff, because I don't want to do this. So I, we don't have to do this over here. Our kids go to the same school. You live next door to my baby mama. We'll figure yeah. it out. To my uh, baby mama. Our kids play <laughs> together. Our kids play together. Yeah. It's fine. Speaking of Ballast Point, they do have that the Ballast Point Pier at Petco Park. It just popped in my head. Why? Because... Gallagher Square is getting a whole brand new makeover. Have you been back mm. there anytime recently? I have not, but I was at the uh or what the, the Dragonfly Stadium, what they call uh Ooh. Snapdragon. I was Snapdragon. at Snapdragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got a cut water section there. Oh, that do. was the most fun. That was the funnest part of the whole field. Yeah. So the Padres Fan Fest will be the first time people can experience Gallagher Square. And that is March 24th, Sunday, March 24th, after the season's already started, by the way. From 1230 to 630, you can go get your tickets on Padres.com. You need tickets to get into this thing. There's going to be a celebrity softball game, John Browner. We didn't make the cut. Ooh. We didn't make the cut. But the celebrity softball game list is out. And to my surprise, there's some celebrities in here, dude. There is some celebrities in here. Here is... We didn't make the cut. Did you get invited to play? I didn't get invited to play. Here's the participants for the San Diego Celebrity Softball Game. Abby Dahlkamp or Alex Morgan from the San Diego Wave. Drew Brees, uh-huh. Andre Reed, Kerry Walsh Jennings, Olympian, Kelsey Plum, married uh, credible baller, Rashid Shahid, Saints wide receiver, Chris Olave, Saints wide receiver, both San Diego boys, by the way, former UFC champion Dominic Cruz, former UFC champion Brandon Moreno, Okay, these two I don't know. Faze Rug and Zeth and Sailor. Don't know them. I don't know who they are. Dave McCrary, don't know him. Kyle Mooney from Saturday Night Live, big Padres fan. Also, why I believe 
him and Emma Stone's husband are like really good friends. So that's why she was always at Padres games. Rob Machado, legendary surfer. Taylor mm-hmm. Knox, don't know him or her. Landon Donovan, friend of the show. No. Miles Dowdy, also don't know, but shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Sheena Marie. That's not Tina Marie. That's not mm-hmm. that's Sheena Marie. And mm-hmm. the biggest name of them all. Ray Mysterio, baby. Is he gonna Ray wear the mask? Uh, come on, come on now, man. Come on now. You know he's gonna wear the mask. Listen, as long as a couple of names that listen, there's some names that didn't pop up on the list. I'm okay with not making it. Because if some <laughs> certain people had made that list, bro. Bro, I, I tell you, I, I'd have just, you know, I'd have just started a fight. I started I'd have started an on-air fight. So yeah, there's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of Padres alumni as well. Obviously, Randy Jones, Trevor Hoffman is a coach, I believe. Tony Gwynn Jr. is a coach. Uh, Steve Finley will be there, and our boy Mark Loretta, who we have to have on the show soon. We have to, we haven't had on had him on in a while, so we it's will. It's almost that season. It's almost time. It's almost that time. So that's uh, March twenty fourth. That's part of Fan Fest. It's in between Fan Fest. So, uh, yeah, Petco Park. It's almost that time. I'm going to opening day, by the way. Scott's not gonna like that. I got to take that day off. Cousin Nancy coming to town. It's a little family event. We're all going to opening day. Nobody watches the show opening day. Nobody. Like it is what it is. Like I, I. I it is what it I like is. how you say that. <laughs> you said nobody watches, yeah. so you're going to not we'll, be here. We'll be right All right, everybody. Welcome back to Kaplan and Crew with just a crew. Alex Padilla, John Brown are with you guys here on a Thursday. We're off tomorrow, off Wednesday, off Monday for the long holiday weekend. And then Scott's back on Tuesday from his vacation. We're going to be joined by Pro Football Doc to put a wrap on the NFL season. Also talk about our experience. We were there at Radio Road together. Um, Doc was absolutely very, very, very close with Antonio Gates. I'd love to get his thoughts on that as well. Before we get there, though, Browner, let's jump into let's wrap up the Padres conversation because um, there is some very interesting storylines regarding Hassan Kim. Hassan Kim is probably the most tradable person on the current Padres roster. He's out of contract after this year. He's a gold glove winner, has improved steadily offensively every year he's been in the league, uh, young. And uh, there's been a lot of rumors that the Padres are going to trade him and try and get some pieces. But according to the Dennis Lynn, this is a direct quote from Dennis Lynn of The Athletic. Padres officials acknowledge the optics of trading Kim before March 20th, which is where the Padres play in South Korea, Hassan Kim's home country, would be rough. But they also have said any decision regarding the fan favorites future will be made with the best interest of the team in mind. Still a deal involving a player as Kim appears unlikely this spring. He then went on to say, but if they don't trade him before the Korea games, that doesn't mean they won't trade him after the Korea games because there is about six days between the two games they play March 20th and 21st and March 28th, which is the season opener in Petco Park against the Giants, there is some talk that the Padres could theoretically just wait to get Kim in Korea, play the Korea games, and then trade him after. Here is AJ Preller from spring training talking about how, hey, man, I'm not done. 
But you know, again, like it's it's been a later developing market, really. I, I think we've had like real, honestly, trade conversations that are still ongoing. That you know, usually at this point in season, most teams are kind of focused on, you know, they have their roster getting to spring training, going and playing. Uh, we've been pretty active, like you know, in terms of still obviously some talented free agents that are out there. Obviously, we signed we signed Profar, you know, yesterday or the day before, um, and there's some active trade conversations. And, and similar to last year, I think we had I don't know if we had Michael Walker at this point in time in the season. So, you know, we're always going to be looking to add and improve. Um, you know, uh, the, the team that starts right now or starts camp here in the next couple of days, it's. You know, it's not going to be the team, you know, that uh, that obviously we, we finish with, and, and there'll be a lot of a lot of different options as we go through the year. And, and honestly, I think there'll be some options as we go through spring training. So, what do you think, John Browner? What do you think? Who's gonna Who's gonna be on this team come opening day? When I say opening day against the the, the Giants, I think Kim's gonna be here. I think Cronenworth's gonna be here. I honestly, this is me being one hundred percent honest with you. I think everybody's going to be here because the value of what you can get for these guys right now won't be much. You need to be able, you need to, on Cronenworth, you need to be able to see him play effectively for about 30 days if I'm another major league baseball team. If I'm Hassan, if I'm if I'm looking at trading for Hassan Kim, I need to see Hassan Kim roll that consistency over to another year. I need to see it. If you'd have talked to me at the trade deadline last year, yes, you could have gotten some productive for Hassan Kim. At this point in time, everybody's going to be leaving camp thinking that they got who they need. So there's no, there's going to be no, no trades in March. Like that's yeah. idiotic. That, that's, that's not going to happen. So and I don't like that talk. When you're going into camp, you're now you're you're putting a level of what's the what's a not dissension, but you're putting a sense of uncertainty in the air of who's going to be here, who's not going to be here. And that's what you don't need at a time like that when you're trying to build team camaraderie with a new manager and a bunch of guys you traded for. The last thing you want is to be feeling like 100% business in that clubhouse. You don't want that. And so if they're already talking about trading guys because they didn't trade guys during the offseason, which that was the time, the day pitchers and catchers report, I don't think you should be talking about trading anybody. You should be talking about signing guys, yeah. You should be openly talking about still making moves. It's frankly too late for that. You had all this. You had the winter meetings. You had all this time where names were still hot after the season to make these moves, and you didn't do it. So who can you get for Hassan Kim? Or who can you get for Jake Cronenworth at this point? Who? What? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, as of right now, Fangraphs projects the opening day payroll at $159 million. So that Sources have been told that the Padres are looking like to be at around 180 million. So in theory, they could have about 20 million to, to play with. You know, there are guys like we talk about Cody Bellinger. I don't want Blake Snell, but he's still available. Guys like JD Martinez, who had hit 30 plus home runs for the Dodgers last year, who's a DH, who would be, I mean, don't, I don't know what he wants, but I don't know what he wants. Don't this don't drink that. He did this for the Dodgers. He can do it here. This is a different organization. This is a different feel to it this is a different atmosphere this is a different culture don't expect somebody to leave the dodgers and come here and repeat what they did for the dodgers also different ballpark there are few people who can hit the ball out of petco few yeah few you so, want uh what about you want mike clevenger back no 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 he had a pretty good year last year 
no. There's a, just a bunch of personal things circling about Mike Clevenger. I want no parts of. I would rather have that guy who got shipped off to China that nobody, that people are afraid to say his name. He's like Voldemort at this point. Can't yeah, say I that man's name. His name. I yeah. His so name. I would rather have him than Mike Clevenger at this point. All right. Well, uh, also, also talking to uh, the media at spring training was new manager Mike Schilt. And it's pretty obvious what you have to say as the manager of the Padres, right? Yes. Why didn't the why didn't the team work last year? Well, we all hated each other. Um, you know, there was a lot of rift in the clubhouse. Obviously, that doesn't have to be said out loud. That's just the assumption. So when Mike Schilt talks, it's all about, yeah, we're just gonna, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna go in this together. I have experiences creating processes that um from a culture standpoint, from a fundamental standpoint, from a just day-to-day operational standpoint that we're putting into place that we're working with our players on um, to make sure we're partnered with them and we're bringing everybody together and creating clarity. So, um, you know, you learn, but then you move on and feel really good and confident that um, we're going fast really slowly. And what I mean by that is, you know, we're going to get, we're getting after it, um, but we're not just going in a lot of different directions. We're, we're going deep and make sure we have clarity of what we're doing, how we're doing it, while we're doing it, and not trying to go too fast where we're not covering everything thoroughly. So, All right, there you go. That is your Padres report. Plenty more once they start playing. I'll be in Peoria, or I'll be in whatever, Glendale, <laughs> next week to get more about the Padres. But Browner joining us right now, as he does uh, throughout, as he did throughout the NFL season, was pro football doc. Doc, how you doing today? I'm doing I'm doing great. My first question is uh yes. Browder, you never get to travel, only Alex gets to go. Vegas, Peoria, Glendale. Doc, the only traveling I do is to the racetrack when it's go time, baby. That's it for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I difference. get it. You're too you're too big to travel. Yeah, no, the yeah, difference something like, like that. I, well, I think he's got a lot of luggage. That's the problem. You know, this guy's this guy's gotta bring four kids with him if he wants to travel. That's the problem. I yeah. got zero kids. Well, wait, wait. I hear you. I hear you, my man. I got three little ones at home, and and I'm still hearing about it. <laughs> see, you mean, yeah. and I got two separate people to explain it to. So therefore, <laughs> it's a, yeah. it, the scheduling conflicts for me require months and months of negotiations. One of them has to occur in court. So it's just it's a lot. Of, it's a, I'm planning for <laughs> next year's Super Bowl. Okay, I got my court dates lined up for next year's Super Bowl. To, to, to make the trip to New Orleans. Browner has to get his meals approved. That's how bad it is for him to travel. Is it okay oh, if gosh. I have this today? Yeah. But, Doc, hey, we were hanging out last week at Radio Row. You had a great week. I saw you on Jim Rome. How, by the way, can we just talk about that real quick? Because Jim Rome's on this radio station. We're listening on radio. How cool was that to do an interview or just be on the set where CBS was in front of the Bellagio Fountains last week? That thing was huge. Are you kidding me? I mean, like, the stage, I don't know, we saw my Twitter timeline, the picture. The stage was huge in front of the Bellagio, and they timed it perfectly where the fountains went off. You know, I don't know. I don't know if it was timed perfectly, but it worked out well. This huge desk, this huge stage. I mean, uh, I opened up for after me, before me and after me. Uh, it was pretty clear which one of these is not like the others. You know, okay. like Andrew Whitworth came after me. A GM came before me, and you know, uh, kind of deal. And I don't know if this, I don't know if you know this, Alex, yet, even though you were there. And I don't know if I should even talk about this because I don't know if it's a good yes. thing or a bad thing. Doc, on this show, if you say, I don't think I need to talk about this, that means you are now going to follow it by talking about it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Does, <laughs> did that apply for Kaplan when he was holding all those secrets during the season? Yeah, we got him out. We just had to squeeze yeah, him. We always got okay. him. Right. him. All right. It's so, just yeah. a matter of time. So, th- yeah. so this is, I guess, I guess I had the pleasure of being on Rome, but the dubious distinction, like right after my segment with him, he went straight into a soliloquy saying, this is the announcement he's been waiting to make, that as of after this Super Bowl, at least it wasn't after my segment, that he's no longer going to be on CBS TV, that he's still CBS radio is still the same, mm-hmm. but he's moving his video stuff to X. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, and here's the fun thing. I was like, I'm listening to the thing. And clearly I'm not part of this whole discussion anymore. He moved on, but you have to understand when we started, I, they didn't tell me what to do. They're like, Oh, stand here. And then they moved Craig Dato out of the way and people are like, so you need to stand here. And the next thing I know, one of the, you know, they got these huge cameras is on me. And they're like, when we give you the signal, just walk slowly. So I'm doing a walk up for them. And they didn't tell me anything. Yeah. So you have intro I do the walk up when they say to do it. I walk in. I, thankfully, I didn't trip. And I sit down and I put on the headphones. Very important that you didn't trip. Whatever. And I could barely hear Rome. I wanted him to turn it up, but I didn't tell him how to do that. Whatever. It, it was fine. But then I'm done with the conversation, and Rome turns to the camera, starts to soliloquy. I'm sitting there going, do I get off stage? Do I stay on stage? This big announcement clearly doesn't have anything to do with me, right? But I'm looking at the directors and people there like, you know, and they didn't give me any signal, so I just, I better not move. You sat there through the whole announcement. So I stayed through the whole announcement, but I was like kind of sheepishly like, am I supposed to stay? Am I supposed to get up and go? Am I going to create more of a ruckus by getting up and go? Clearly, I'm not part of the announcement. So I was on stage for Rome's huge, big announcement that he's no longer on CBS TV after a great run. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I was sitting there. It's a dubious distinction. But he's I think the next thing is really great for him. Yeah. Yeah, he's been on C- on CBS Sports Networks for so many years. So that's a kind of a big moment for him. He's still going to be here on Mightier 1090, like you said. He's still part of CBS Sports Radio. So he's on before us here on, on Mightier 1090. And he's moving to X, which a lot of people are doing. So we'll see how, how that goes for him. And uh, But that was really cool. Uh, Doc, Super Bowl week in Las Vegas. We just talked about this. I know this, you're not, it, it, this isn't an injury thing, but this is a fascinating thing. I said it. You were there. You've been to how many? I don't know how many Super Bowls you've attended in person. But I said, the Super Bowl should never leave Las Vegas. Las Vegas, it was meant for Las Vegas. There is no city better equipped to host the Super Bowl than Las Vegas. And by all financial reports, they're going to make over just the the Super Bowl weekend, over a billion dollars spent on that city. 450,000 people visited for the festivities. It was a smashing, smashing success. What did you think? How many have you been to? Am I crazy or should it never leave Las Vegas? Well, you know, this is my 10th time doing the Super Bowl circuit. I started, I guess, I think in New and I, and I and I've been the host position for the two in San Diego, but this whole circuit thing, it started in New York, so do the math or whatever. I think that was 48, 49, so whatever it was. 49 I think was New York. Then 50 was Phoenix. Then San Francisco, then Houston, then Atlanta, Miami, Anyways, Atlanta, yeah. yeah. So 
I've been trying to get off the Super Bowl train before Browner's reasons. <laughs> I mean, just the kids and whatever. And the week is exhausting, right? I mean, you know, especially on the West Coast. And here's my one big complaint about Vegas Super Bowl. And it was the same for L.A. It does not help that East Coast radio, some of it is 6 to 9 a.m. And even yeah. the 9 Ooh. to 12 a.m. is very early. So mm-hmm. I had some early call times. Look, Joe Montana isn't getting up at 5 in the morning to do a radio row hit, but they can get David yeah. Chow to. So that's <laughs> probably why I don't love Vegas or okay. any West Coast because of the time zone difference reasons, et cetera. Sense. But that's my personal yeah. thing. I've been on the just one more. Okay, well, okay, just one more. Phoenix is close. Okay, just one more. Vegas will be special. Mm-hmm. I've never been to New Orleans for a Super Bowl, so I'm on the just, just one, one more. more. Just one more, baby. Yeah, right and then, it's LA, then it's L.A. Then it's L.A. again. Miami yeah, and yeah. all the others and yeah, Phoenix. So I'm probably on the just one more. As far as in Vegas, I liked it in Vegas because they could handle it. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, as you experience, Alex, early week, it was actually easy. So easy. Because there's less people because they don't have their usual convention areas and people stayed away. Later week, it got more crowded like a normal yeah. Vegas weekend. And I made a a, cal- a calculation error. I was like, well, I'm going to get my wife to come out. She was wanting to go to the Sphere. The Super Bowl is, is always around her birthday and I'm always gone. Come out to the Sphere and we'll go to the Sphere. So she flew out Wednesday afternoon. We went to the show. Wednesday night, and then, you know, scalp some tickets. They weren't horrible. Uh, we got floor seats. They weren't horrible, 400 bucks. The Friday, I said, we can't do the Friday or Saturday sphere because that'll be so expensive because everyone's mm-hmm. in town. Friday was cheap because really? everyone that was in town either hadn't got to town yet Friday in time to go or had other Super Bowl-related plans. U2 wasn't on the radar screen. And this is also two reasons I felt like I was old. Number one, oh. I, I don't know about you guys. I like YouTube. I kind of grew up with YouTube, but that shows my age, right? And mm-hmm. the sphere, that's pretty good. My wife looked at me when you're there and goes, oh, this is an old person concert. I go, I feel like the youngest <laughs> one here. And then here's the other key. The Mac, Travis, uh, Jason Kelsey was there. The commissioner mm-hmm. was there. Chris Rock was there. Bono gave him a Say, Adam Sandler was there too. There was a ton of celebrities at that Wednesday concert, a ton. Pat McAfee crew rented out an entire suite, and I talked to some of those guys. That I noticed they were the only empty seats in the house. They left early, and I talked to them the next day. I said, what do you think? Like AQ Shipley, and we'll have him on a podcast or whatever. And he goes, you know, we love the sphere, but we don't really recognize that, that much of the music. And admittedly, they play a lot of their more bigger hits later in the show. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was great, but I guess it's a generational thing. Then again, I went to a Maxim party on Saturday. Mm-hmm. The opener was 50 Cent. I know who that is. I don't even know who the headliner was. I don't even know I can repeat it. 21 something? <laughs> I, I don't even know. Savage? 21 Savage. 21 Savage. Okay, there wow. you go. 50 that shows Cent you. is opening it for could be. I could be wrong. It was 21 something. I didn't even know. It was yeah. 21 fill in the blank. And I was like, I don't know. That's well, so 50, there's my musical. I don't 50 know. does have a, a hit song 21 questions. Are we are we confusing? Remember that song 21 well, questions, Brown? Anyway, I remember. I wouldn't up. I just don't. Yeah. It's like I don't know who that is. You know, right. I know the undercard 50 cent, but I don't know. The who, undercard. Obviously, it's a big act for the Maxim party, but 
that's that's me. I mean, if it was you too, I would have been happy, but it's generational. But so the young guys didn't card, like it as much. The wildest thing in that conversation is that 50 Cent opened up for 21 Savage. That's exactly that right. is the turn of the times right there for you. Yeah. Well, let, talk- okay, let me oh, let me yeah, not say right. there were openers before him, but he played before 21 Savage. Gotcha. I don't think, assuming it was 21 Savage, I it was. I'm looking at the flyer. I mean, it was 1 a.m. and I was like, okay, I'm good. Um, I would say 50 Cent wasn't was the opener. Maybe he was the co-headliner, but he went first. To you, Doc. Before we run out of time, before we run out of time, guys, because I do, I do want to, I do want to ask you one football-related question. I do find it important. There is a, there is the NFL draft coming up. Is there a guy? Because it's a quarterback-heavy draft. This is like the, the drafts that I love that I recognize all the names of the quarterback. You know, when it's linemen and it's D linemen, it's it's a little boring. But when it's Caleb Williams, Drake, May, Penix, you know, we're talking real big superstars here. Who are you keeping an eye out? What are you guys covering at Sports Injury Central that our 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 readers, our listeners can go check out? Anyone with injuries, and the one of the list that you have is of course Michael Penix, because he's had two ACL tears. So we're taking a breath after Super Bowl. We're diving into his history and see if there's anything there. We're not trying to make stuff up. Mm-hmm. If he's healthy, we're happy to say he's healthy. But, you know, I get it. D-lines are boring. But at Super Bowl Radio Row, I got thanked by the Houston crew because they said, based after my conversation with them before the draft, saying Tyree Wilson is not good to go with his Liz Frank injury in his foot, that Will Anderson was the guy to go with. Wow. They went number two with their quarterback, C.J. Stroud, and number three pick overall, the Texans went with Will Anderson, and they predicted that based on our conversation. And Tyree Wilson had a down year this first year with the Raiders. Mm -hmm. So uh, we look for stuff. We don't try and make it up. And by the way, for people who might say, why are you raining on these guys' parades? They're trying to get drafted, and you're putting out injury information on them. You don't think the doctors that see the MRI, CT scans, X-rays, and are examining them don't know exactly what's going on? I did. I wasn't reading media reports and costing them money or draft stock time. And I didn't believe any of the outside reports. They won't believe me. They will hands-on examine everybody. So we're not hey, costing fellas anything. I learned a long time yeah, 40 ago seconds, JP. Listen, Doc, I learned a long time in the street game. This works everywhere. If they don't get it from you, they're going to get it from somebody else. So if mm-hmm. it's your business to handle that business, then you handle that business. Oh, the Texans should give you uh, a, a, some sort Check. of bonus then for, for giving for, because they got both offensive and defensive rookies of the year. Thank well, you. that was the Texans radio that made the prediction oh, okay. of what they would pick. Oh, so okay. I, gotcha. I'm not saying that Nick Casero owes me anything. I'm just saying yeah. that's what well, the Texas radio changed <laughs> their pick from – CJ gotcha. Stroud, Tyree Wilson gotcha. to Will Anderson. And they were that's correct. uh Pro Football Doc from Sports Injury Central, six score.com, SIC score.com at Pro Football Doc on Twitter, running out of time. That's where I'm talking really fast, Doc. Thank you so much for the time. We'll talk to everybody soon. Uh more on radio and stick around front centered on YouTube. All right, that's a wrap. It's uncensored. We done. That's it. It's all wrap. It's all wrap. What do you got going on this long weekend? Uh, uh, I don't. Oh, I gotta, I gotta visit you because I got some Tory cards for you. Uh, I got, I'll, oh, back to you. That's right. I will figure that out at some. But point. I'm leaving town uh, tonight today, so we can do it next week yeah, at some point. Yeah, there's no hurry. I don't need any of that stuff immediately. Uh, 
I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. My first real football free weekend. Uh, I'm taking my kids to a park probably tomorrow at some point. And you, know, you get into some. It's to rain again, right? That's what. That's the rumor. So that's the rumor. I, I believe it. I believe it when I feel them drops. Let me see what we got here. I think Monday, so. Tuesday, Wednesday. I know I'm supposed to. Go, I was supposed to go to like a, like a bit of a beer thing on Sunday, and it already got postponed because they're expecting a lot of rain up there. Uh oh. So, uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, today was fun. Today was good, man. Today was good, smooth, unfortunate start to the show. But nevertheless, you know, things got to be discussed. And then we get back to the fun, as we normally do. Mm-hmm. As we normally do, head us into the weekend. Head y'all into the weekend. Be safe. Don't be sorry. You know, ask for forgiveness rather than permission. And do y'all thing, man. Get it done, y'all. Get it. it done. Bye. Uh, end the show. End the show. There's nothing else.